0: Welcome to the Life Unlimited podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice so you can confidently live your life your way for life. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Life Unlimited with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. I'm Larry's producer, Eric, and I'm here to learn along with you, the audience. Larry, how are you? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How are you today? I'm doing fine. You know... You and I have been doing this for a very long time, and there's always something that can trip us up a little bit. Derek has been sitting there so patiently as well, figuring out audio issues and video issues, and now we're getting into the podcast, and this is your guest. You've brought on a fantastic guest. Can I introduce him to the audience? Absolutely. All right. This is Derek A. Rubin, Esquire. He is a partner at Whistleman Harunian & Associates PC and has been with the firm since 1997. He has been recognized by Newsday as an expert in matrimonial law and has been named a New York Metro Super Lawyer for seven consecutive years. In addition to matrimonial law, he has extensive experience in residential and commercial real estate, estate planning, civil litigation, and criminal and business law. That is a huge list of
1: accomplishments. What are you going to focus on today? Well, today we're going to focus on the family law and specifically qualified domestic relation orders, better known as quadros. Quadros. Okay. I'm ready to learn. Derek, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me here. So we're going to talk about a little bit of a technical topic today when it comes to divorce. Um, Like I just mentioned, we're going to talk about quadros, but before we kind of dig into quadros, why don't we take a step back and talk about, I think you mentioned to me that there are really five areas or steps when you're going through a divorce. don't you let our, our audience know those five areas.
2: Absolutely. If you have five major areas in a New York divorce, three deal with children. I'll tell you all five. First, there's custody. Then there's visitation. There's child support maintenance, and then equitable distribution. And I'll explain each one very briefly. Custody is broken down into legal custody and physical custody. Legal custody is decision-making, deciding what sport a child's going to play, what religion they're going to raise, where they're going to go to college. Those are all legal custody decisions, and the parents fight quite a bit on that issue. Second one is visitation, which is parenting time when you can see your child. Whether it's going to be a, a normal schedule or a hybrid, normal schedules would be alternate weekends, 13 major holidays you share, uh, alternating the spring, winter and school break, and four weeks during the summer, and Mother and Father's Day and the birthdays. Then you get to child support. In New York, child support is governed by the Child Support Standards Act which basically is 17% of someone's income for one child, 25% for two, 29 for three, 31 and 35 as it goes up. It doesn't matter uh, if I've had a case where we've had the father of two different children, it would not be 25% for the two, it would be 17% because there were two different mothers. Actually, you had one client who had five children, and he was paying more child support than he actually had income. Okay, then you've got maintenance, which is a, a fancy word for alimony. Uh, it's money to live by. History sometimes states the future, however it was during the marriage. The court would want that to continue until there is a divorce. And then the final issue is equitable distribution, which is the splitting of marital assets and marital liabilities. And what is a marital asset? That is an asset acquired after the parties got married, until the date the divorce action is commenced. The only items that are excluded are gifts or inheritances.
1: Great. So that's a a nice overview to the different steps of the divorce. We could have podcasts on each one of those areas. So today we're actually going to focus on really a subset of the equitable distribution step that you mentioned there and how that relates to splitting up, Um, retirement assets, qualified and qualified assets, because a lot of lay people think when you have a divorce and you have an agreement that all you have to do is move money back back and forth and it gets and it could be resolved. But you can't do that for reasons of taxation and legals, such as, um, ERISA uh, acts as well. So, how do we, how does somebody go about? Splitting equitable distribution and equitable doesn't
2: have to mean 50 50, but equitable distribution of a retirement account. Okay. A retirement account can take many different forms. It could be a pension, it could be a 401, a 403, a 457. It could be an IRA. It could be, if it's federal, a Thrift Savings Plan. There's all different retirement accounts, whether it's funded by the individual. Or by the employer, or sometimes both. In order that that retirement account is a marital asset, but in order to determine what is the marital component, you first need to decipher what the contributions were made. For example, if the, say it's an IRA, parties got married in 2010, but the person had the IRA back in 2005, they had it with Larry, they made lots of money. And when they got married, that monies up to the date of marriage is separate property, does not get shared. But the monies that are from the date of marriage to the date of commencement is marital properties. And then uh, any monies contributions by an employer employee after the date the divorce is commenced is once again, separate property. So you have to analyze the statements from the very beginning till present to figure out what those contributions are, figure out what the marital asset is, and then figure it out if there's even growth on that marital asset. If you're with Larry, you've made lots of money in the market. Sometimes other people go down, but Larry makes money and you have to check out those investment gains. And those investment gains can also be shared equally with the parties. Now, when you get to, to actually split those counts, you need something called a domestic relations order or a qualified domestic relations order. What that means is after the divorce is signed, the judge and divorce has been issued, the court then has to issue a new document called the, the DRO or the Quadro to split up that retirement benefit, retirement account without tax consequences. So if there's $100,000 with Larry's uh, firm and the ex-spouse is now supposed to get 50000 the monies could be rolled over into a new IRA without tax consequences, and the person would then hold the IRA there. Right, so th-
1: that, that the reason for it is if you just took money out of a 401k plan and moved it to the spouse who's entitled to whatever amount after the calculation has been made, that money would be, that would be a taxable event and we don't want to have a taxable event. So the only way that legally you're allowed to do this is by getting this domestic relation, correct?
2: That's correct. Yep. Now it's a very technical document. The trouble is when parties, been fighting through a divorce they're fighting over custody of the children they're fighting over who gets the house they're fighting over monies they're fighting over summer vacation you finally get down to i mean mean, most of all the
1: divorces they're
2: fighting they're not equally without fighting (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people don't like each other unfortunately uh Uh, The rule of thumb was used to be 40% of all first marriages ended divorce and 60% of the second. The reason the second number is higher because the second marriage of people had already obtained a prenuptial agreement, which they know limits their financial liabilities in a divorce or financial exposure and and doesn't let the court or the judge decide. So let's go back to the, to the quadro. So now, so what is the actual process? How
1: does it work? So the first thing you said, there's got to be a calculation. Who's doing that calculation,
2: and how does that? How do you proceed? Let's start with a pension. Uh, it's a simple item in New York State. With that pension, if it was acquired all during the marriage and the monies were there, it can be split up pursuant to something called the Machowsky formula. Uh, the Majowskis were a couple in 1984 in Albany who were getting divorced, had a pension, and the court didn't know how to split up the account, and they figured out this formula, and this formula has been used ever since. And uh, the parties who were it Majauskas, they were ever known in every single separation agreement now has the Majauskas formula.
1: So when you, mean, when you mean a pension, you mean money going to the person when they
2: retired in a fixed amount? That's correct. Let's say the, the pension pays $1,000 a month when the person retires if the pension was all acquired during the marriage, the spouse would get 50% of that payment. So she would get 500 and the husband would get 500. Gotcha. Though if there there are certain options, and this is where it becomes complicated, you could choose for your retirement account something called second to die, which means that once the person with the pension dies, the pension payments could continue until the alternate payee, the ex-wife or ex-spouse, Receives payments until her death. In order for that to happen, it can't be a thousand dollars a month payment because the pension plan has to have enough money for the wife uh, until she passes away. So the payments might be reduced down to eight hundred dollars a month, of which the wife's entitled to five, four hundred, and the husband will be entitled to four hundred. Most husbands don't want to have their payments reduced. They don't want the payments continuing after their death for their wife because they much rather get much more money upfront on their pension payments uh, and vice versa. And courts most times do default to the second to die for on the pension payments of regarding the, the payments of money. Okay, so that's pension. Now, what about a 401k account? A 401k. Uh, once again, we figure out what the marital value was when they got married, what the value was when they the divorce started. If there's any contributions, those will all be separate. Then you need to find out, because each, in order to split let me go backwards here. The domestic relations order is based upon the language in the separation agreement. A separation agreement or stipulation settlement or property settlement agreement or all the same thing. It's a 30 to 80 page document. It's your Bible for getting divorced. It covers those major issues, custody, visitation, child support, maintenance and equal distribution, but it also covers retirement accounts. And if the language in the separation agreement is not specific as to the plan name, account number, and the way the account gets split, then when the quadro is uh, based upon that, the quadro will be imperfect. And either the plan administrator for the quadro will not accept it, or the court will not accept it, that the quadro doesn't match the separation agreement. That which might occur two years after the judge and divorce is signed, so you want to get the separation agreement right the first time dealing with the domestic relationship. Right.
1: Agreement. So this so the separation agreement is done and they both parties agree, the attorneys agreed on an amount, but now there's got to be another step yes. that's taken
2: before this can happen. What is that step? As to the specific language that they need in order to split the account. Some plans allow for gains and losses, other plans allow for a split at the Uh, the date of the segregation of the account. Some plans require a specific dollar amount on a specific date. Most plans don't like to do math. They just want to get the plan, the document before them. Now, a domestic relations order or Quadro or any of those type of documents is sent to the plan administrator after it has been drafted in order for the plan to pre-approve it a judgment of divorce, a court will not sign it, uh, a a, a quadro, unless it's been pre-approved by the plan. So let's just, let's take a step
1: back just to see if I can make this a little bit um, simplify. So the agreement is done. You have the separation agreement done. And within that separation agreement, you've agreed on how to split the retirement accounts. So now you're hiring a outside company, a pension consulting company, who is then going to contact the plan administrator. That plan administrator is actually the plan administration for the the, the husband or the wife's retirement account. So they got to contact them to make sure that the way that's being written up in this document is proper, correct?
2: That's correct. Uh, so th- it's so important. In the separation agreement to get the language correct the first time as to how this account will be split. Unfortunately, many attorneys or the parties, by the time they've gotten to this last section, after fighting so much on everything, they just want the divorce signed. Normally, parties run out of money by this time, or they owe their attorneys lots of money, and they say just get it signed, let me finish, I'm done with this. And fortunately, sometimes the plan doesn't have that specific language in there how to correctly split the account.
1: And then there's one more
2: step. That order now has to
1: go to the court and the court now has to give it their stamp of approval. Once you, actually two more steps, once you get the stamp of approval, then you have to go back to the plan administration company to have them actually
2: physically divide it or roll it over. That's correct. The Quadro is prepared uh, with both attorneys' input. It's reviewed, made sure it's accurate, sent to the plan for pre-approval. If approved, then the domestic relations order, the proposed order, it's not signed yet, is sent to the court along with the uncontested divorce papers. Once the divorce is signed, then the court will get around to signing the draw. But sometimes Problems that arise, as I said before, the language might not be correct, or even worse, the person where their money was placed was no, no longer holds it. For example, the money might have been with Prudential, and the Prudential then switched it over to Fidelity. So now you have a Quadro telling Prudential to turn over $200,000 to the client. Prudential says, I don't have the money. Therefore, you now have to go back, start again with the domestic relations order, find out what the new plan's language is, how to split it, send the order for pre-approval, get it back, send it to court, and hopefully the court will sign it. Right. And one of the issues that we
1: see is that someone getting divorced doesn't understand why their attorneys can't just do this for them, that it has to go through a third party consultant. And like you mentioned, this is already at the end. The agreement is done. It could be years down the road after you finally get to a settlement um, but this could also be a big asset. So now the one of the two parties in, in, that are getting divorced or both need to follow up with the attorneys who need to follow up with the pension consultants to make sure that this gets done. And sometimes we've we we we've seen that it just drags on longer than it should.
2: And also the problem is with the courts. The courts are so far behind. They're overworked and understaffed. And it could sometimes take six to nine months to a year After the judgment is divorce is signed for the court then to sign the domestic relations order. Right. So for anyone out there that's
1: going through a divorce or may go through a divorce, it's it's important to really know that this last step takes a little bit longer and to be diligent and working with your attorneys to make sure that this gets followed up so it could be done on a
2: timely basis. Absolutely.
1: Any last um, uh, items you'd like to tell the audience today, Derek?
2: Just stay on top of your attorney. Unfortunately, some uh parties when they get divorced, they just run out of money, they don't do the quadro and then they wait to do it and then uh, you then take, some people come to me three, four, seven, ten years later to see seat the quadro at that time, the person who let's say this the wife's going against the husband, husband's now retired, he's already in payout status. If you sent the quadro in now, you will not get the retroactive payments for the ten years of monies that you've missed. So you must be diligent. Get that quadro signed and sent to the plan administrator, and get your funds. So this has been very
1: enlightening. Thank you for uh, for being our guest today. Well, and thank you so much for having me. And why don't you tell the audience where they
2: could reach you if they uh, if they if they'd like to speak to you further? Our firm is located at three four six Westbury Avenue, Carl Place. And if you need to call, the phone number is 516-773-8300. Great. Thank you, Derek, so
1: much for being our guest today.
0: Thank you so much. It was wonderful. This has been fantastic, Derek. Thank you so much. And here's my observation. I've never been through a divorce. I've had friends that have gone through it. Um, Larry and I have talked about it many times on this podcast. And it has got to be just an incredibly emotional time and to hear you talk about it to hear the things that you do and the, the basically the kind of the calm in the storm you provide for your clients is fantastic so thank you i'll just echo what larry said thank you so much for being on the show larry another fantastic podcast you're bringing great information to the audience if folks want to reach out to you specifically to talk about anything not just divorce or not
1: just you know their financial plans how do they get a hold of you Sure. The easiest way to go right on the our website, hellowealthmanagement.com. And there's a button there. They can click on a button to schedule a 20-minute consultation with myself or one of the other financial planners, or feel free to call the office at 631-248-3600.
0: Fantastic. Again, thank you both. And our last thank you, of course, always goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Life Unlimited podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you're watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate a like and a follow there as well. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review because this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.